video game news and video game music. This is Progress Bar. Welcome to the show. Thanks for listening. My name is Anthony Shelton. You can join the chat at Spreaker.com or you can use TuneIn Radio's chat box. That is an option as well. Give me your thoughts on anything gaming related you've seen in the past couple of days. Give me something to react to. I also got something new for you. You can also contact me through a website called SpeakPipe. You can go to speakpipe.com slash progress bar and you can send me a voice message. You could use your phone, you could use your computer microphone. It's really easy, really simple. I get email notifications letting me know if somebody has sent me a message so it would be quick. I could pop you in the show real quick. I'm still getting Skype set up with this new program and all of that. I need uh, help testing it and whatnot. But for now, and going forward, SpeakPipe. So go to speakpipe.com slash progress bar. Super easy. So if you're feeling a little vocal, please send me a message. Make sure you are speaking loud enough so I can hear it and put it on the air. I got a new perspective on buying day one games. Fallout 4 came out Tuesday. It's been out for two days. I've been looking at a lot of the coverage that's been going on. And it's been interesting to watch or to read. Because there's a lot of people who are still enjoying the game. Despite the glitches. Despite the bugs. And then you have other people who have experienced game-breaking type of glitches, frame rate issues, bugs, things like that. PC, console, mostly on console. I've especially heard things about the Xbox One's frame rate. I've heard things about the PS4's frame rate. Glitches and bugs on all platforms though, Xbox One, PS4, and PC. And it's been just fascinating to look at all of this because people are still like oh fallout 4 is so great it's still a good game despite the issues now i still don't support day one purchases for a majority of games now i think i need to clarify what i mean about day one purchases because i know jaeger on twitter likes to get on me about talking about buying stuff day one and all of that. Although I largely think when you're talking about video games and you're talking about release dates, well, you talk about day one because A, that's the more interesting topic. B, that's the way publishers and developers set everything. There's a release date, just like movies, just like books. Everything has a release date at some point. And most publishers and developers... You know, movie movie publishers, all that. You expect people to buy day one. That's just reality. So it's just a more interesting conversation. But here's my stance on day one purchases. You don't buy day one purchases from people who have a bad track record. Right? Activision and the three studios that have released Call of Duty last 10 years. Good track records. Infinity Ward, Treyarch, Sledgehammer, they all have good track records. When they release a game, it comes out working. 343 Industries, eh, 
Not a bad track record until the Halo Chief Master Collection. Master Chief Collection. Did I say the Halo Chief? The Master Chief <laughs> Collection. Uh, yeah. Terrible, terrible launch. So, if you didn't buy day one, I wouldn't blame you. If you did buy day one, though, it was their first real, as they say, black eye. And rightfully so. It was terrible. Absolutely terrible launch. I traded that game in. And I love Halo. It's my favorite franchise. Yeah, one of my favorite franchises. I wouldn't say my favorite. I think Mario is still my favorite franchise. But Halo is definitely up there in my favorite franchise. And I returned it. Because it was bad. So if you bought Halo 5 day one, uh, you know, Halo 4 didn't have a bad launch. Halo 5 ended up having an excellent launch. Very different from the Master Chief Collection. EA, you don't buy from them day one. Battlefield 3, Battlefield 4. Hardline had a decent launch, but you don't buy from EA day one. You wait and see with them. Bethesda's another developer you do that with. You don't buy from Bethesda day one. That's just reality. Ever since Oblivion, Bethesda's day one launches have been borderline catastrophes. So you don't buy from Bethesda day one. It's, you gotta wait. Now the thing is, the Fallout 4 launch got me thinking about people buying it day one. You know, because again, I'm not a proponent for day one. But some people find it acceptable to buy day one. I don't know if they anticipate it working. They just got high hopes that it'll work. Bethesda, I don't think, said anything about the game working on launch. And this is a hindsight thought. I just I don't really think they've addressed their day one launches. I think they just expect, look, we're going to have issues. We're going to launch it anyway. And I realize now, with games like Battlefield or Fallout or any of the Elder Scrolls or any other game from a developer that typically launches buggy, Batman Arkham Knight on PC specifically, I think there's a poison you need to pick nowadays. Let's think about the development. The development process real quick. So. Let's start with the release date. Publisher. They got financials to meet all that stuff. So. They set a release date. Sometimes it's as vague as. Quarter 4. 2016. Quarter 2. 2000 whatever. Sometimes it's extremely specific. November 11th. 2015. You know. So there's a release date. Once there's a release date that's set, the developer needs to hit milestones that the publisher sets. And what the milestones do is basically keeps the developer accountable to make sure that they stay on budget target and the game is being developed. So let's just say, you know, Activision tells Treyarch, hey, you need to finish levels one through three by, you know, February 2015. Game launches in November. You know, and you need to have zombies mode done by March. You know, just the, just an example, very loose example. 
So Treyarch needs to do that. If they don't, there's ramifications. There's automatically budget loss because they didn't meet that. So Activision has to make the decision, do we put more money into it or do we just let them go as is? And then have future ramifications for the studio after the game launches. Typically, you know, I'm pretty sure a publisher would throw money back in. But still, there's probably some ramifications after the game launches. Because they have to spend more money. So the developers, you know, they're going along. They're making their game. They're hitting these milestones. And while the milestones are being hit, Quality Assurance is busy squashing bugs. They're testing. They're making sure stuff is working as it goes. Because these are big games nowadays. They got to stay busy at work. So as this is happening, the time to go gold approaches. And so, let's just stick on Bethesda. Bethesda goes to ZeniMax, looks at the game. They've hit all their milestones. But quality assurance hasn't been able to tackle all the bugs and glitches and frame rate issues that have cropped up adequately. It's not necessarily their fault. It's just part of the development process. So Bethesda has a decision to make. Do do we go to ZeniMax and tell them, hey, we need to delay the game or do we just go along with it? So let's just say Bethesda goes to ZeniMax and asks to delay the game. Well, ZeniMax now has a financial decision to make. They have to decide, do we stick to the budget that we already set and release the game, patch it later, or do we take the delay hit, pour some more money into marketing, because now they have to market the new release date and keep everybody excited for the new release date, which will take lots more marketing dollars. And live with that. Clearly, they didn't delay the game. They decided to launch the game. Now, this is it's all an example. It's an extreme example. I highly doubt Bethesda would have went to ZeniMax before the game went gold to tell to tell them, Yeah, we need to delay the game. That that would have been a decision made months months before. Definitely not up to press. But this is how game development is. It's cloudy for the developers. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense to us, but we as a consumer have to make a decision. Do we buy the game day one and suffer the consequences of a buggy game and wait for the patches? Or are we patient? Which poison do you pick? speakpipe.com slash progress bar. You can give me your thoughts there. Just use your phone or you can use your computer microphone. What decision do you make? And that's where I feel like I have a little bit more sympathy for people who buy day one. Because it's not their fault. They want to buy the game day one. Should they be punished for that? No, not necessarily. But if they're okay with the idea of, I'll buy the game day one, and I'll live with patching the game, uh, that I, you know, 
I don't like that perspective. I don't agree with it one bit. But can I fault them? No. It's not their fault. If they're willing to live with it, then there's nothing I can do about that. I'm not going to judge them for it anymore. I did. I used to. Because it's nonsense to me. Bethesda has a horrible track record of releasing games day one that are broken and messed up. Why would you continue to support that by buying it day one? I was watching a video where I where I got the thoughts from and you know Jeff Gertzman's talking about this and he says it very plainly. Bethesda has proven that they can sell you know 20 million copies of Fallout 4 to everybody just like they did with Fallout 3. They've proven again, uh, you know, we can sell a broken game. But we don't ever know it's broken. But that's why you have to look historically. Fallout 3, broken. New Vegas, broken. Skyrim, broken. Oblivion, broken. But we have selective memory. Who cares if Vegas was broken? Fallout 4, it's coming. And it's here. And I'm excited. And you know what? I don't care. I'll, I'll play it anyway and wait for the patches. Of course, people are playing on PC. They don't have as many problems as people playing on PS4 and Xbox One. But. There's still problems. I don't get it. I don't know if I'll ever get it. But at least I understand now. And I can live with that. I can live with the understanding that, you know what, if you're willing to deal with it, fine. Now, does that mean change is going to happen anytime soon? No, it's not. And that's unfortunate. Because I'm of the mind, yeah, punish them. Don't let them have this. Don't let them sell millions of copies. Let them feel the fact that, hey, we want a game that comes out working. But some people don't care about that. And I don't like it. But I have to live with it. So change isn't coming anytime soon. So you just got to pick the poison that you want to drink. Are you okay with day one purchases? And buggy releases? Or do you drink the poison of patience? It's your choice. I know I'm being patient. I've bought my day one games. I have. I bought Destiny. It worked. It wasn't buggy. It was just a bad game. I bought Titanfall and the Season Pass. But it worked. It wasn't buggy. But I did buy the Halo Chief Master Collection. I keep saying the Halo Chief. The Master Chief Collection. Halo, the Master Chief Collection. (laughs) What is that? The Halo Chief. (laughs) Oh, the Chief of the Halos. (laughs) I bought that and it was broken. That's my bad. That's the poison I drank. I ended up trading it and getting the handsome collection. 
That worked. I'm happy with that purchase. Not willing to live with it. Speakpipe.com slash progress bar. Shoot me your thoughts. You could also go into the chat. Shoot me your thoughts as well. This song is Cleric Beast by Sukasa Saito. You can find it on the Bloodborne soundtrack, which is available at something.com. S-U-M-T-H-I-N-G. You're listening to Progress Bar. That is Cleric Beast by Sukasa Saito. You can find that on the Bloodborne soundtrack. Available at something.com. S-U-M-T-H-I-N-G. I'm on Google right now, and I'm looking up different articles on Fallout 4, and I'm trying to find anything that talks about the bugginess and all of that. And I found one article, at least in two pages. If you Google Fallout 4 and then uh, click the News tab. I've only found one. It says, Fallout 4, severe performance issues and high loading times reported on PS4. That's it. If I keep looking, let's see, what else we got? Uh, it's mostly just fantastic, good stuff. Guides, why I like Fallout 4. 
how to get stuff, you know, useful stuff if you're playing Fallout 4. And if you're playing Fallout 4 on PC, very useful stuff. But nobody's really addressing the issue. I think that's that's where I have a problem. There needs to be two sides to the story. And only one story is being told. The story Fallout 4 is great. And it probably is if I went and played Fallout 4, which I haven't. I would probably say it's good too. But when do we address to the developers and the publishers, look guys, y'all need to get your ish together. And it's a problem with the development process, the marketing, the production schedule, all of that. It all ties into why games come out so buggy and so glitchy. But when and who will it address will address it? When will it get addressed? Who will address it? I don't know. That's the disconcerting part. Because I want games to come out as best as they can be. I like games. I don't like ragging on games all the time. I would like to just spend my time praising games. But... You need to earn it. I'm not saying Fallout 4 is a bad game. I'm saying that the issues that Bethesda keeps putting on us need to get fixed at some point. Before the game launches. There's a certain cycle to the development process that needs to be fixed. I'm not sure what needs to happen. It needs to start with the development process. That's the root. I got no problem, again, I have no problem with a publisher making money. As long as they're not nickel and diming us. But I don't have a problem with a publisher making money. Make all the money that you want, big publisher. Go ahead. But at some point, this development process needs to change. We're not going to get anywhere And we're going to be consistently frustrated if this continues. I don't know what Bethesda's thinking. Like, do they care about the fact that we're frustrated? Or are they just sitting there in their pile of money saying, Ha ha, we got our money. Now let's patch the game. I can't imagine anybody in that studio is super proud of the fact that they launched a game that was buggy. I I just... As an artist myself, when I do something and it's not up to par, I'm not happy with it. You know, sometimes I I put stuff out and it's like, yeah, that was all right. I write stuff and it was like, oh, that's okay. You know, I'm done with this show and I'm like, yeah, that was okay. Other times, I feel like I nail it. And I'm happy. I'm like, yeah, I got that one. I did it. Uh huh. Other times, it's like, oh, no, I just bombed that one for sure. I can't imagine these people are sitting in the studio, games about to launch, and they know there's problems with the PS4 and Xbox One frame rate. And they're saying, hey, we made this great product, guys. Yeah. Of course, that's what they have to say. But they can't feel good about themselves. 
And at some point, why don't you fix that? Why don't you go to ZeniMax and say, look, this is what we need to do. It makes me wonder if Bethesda has really, really technical competence. Because their worlds look great. They have a fantastic world you can explore. You can immerse yourself in it. But when it comes to the technical stuff, there is problems all over the place. The Phantom Pain didn't have those problems. Why is this game having so many issues? I just wonder, how technically proficient is Bethesda? Obviously, they got some sort of smarts. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to create the game in the first place and create such a world and make it somewhat working. But you gotta wonder, who do y'all have behind the scenes working on this stuff? Do they really know what they're doing? Speakpipe.com slash progress bar radio. You can contact me that way. Love to hear your thoughts. This is Cloud Chamber Melodic. It's by Ben Prunty. You can find it on the Gravity Ghost original soundtrack, which is available on Bandcamp. You're listening to Progress Bar.
That is Cloud Chamber Melodic. That is by Ben Prunty. You can find that on the Gravity Ghost original soundtrack on Bandcamp. The next Elder Scrolls game, the next uh, Fallout game, are you going to buy it day one? It's my question to you. Speakpipe.com slash progress bar. Give me your thoughts. This song is Late Night Lindblum. It is by Matthias Gert. You can find it on the Final Fantasy IX Worlds Apart soundtrack. You're listening to the Progress Bar.
That is Late Night Limblum. That is by Matthias Gert. You can find that on the Final Fantasy IX World's Part Remix album, which is available on ocremix.org. And you can download it completely for free. All right, that'll do it for today's show. Thank you for listening. Remember, there's a new way you can contact me, speakpipe.com slash progress bar. Even after the show's over, you can still send me a voicemail of your thoughts, and I can play it on the next show. So don't be afraid to use that. You can also hit me up on Twitter, at StreetKibble2, at Progress Bar Show. You can subscribe on iTunes. Still trying to get on that new and noteworthy section. Great if you could leave a review, five stars, a little blurb. That would be extremely helpful if you like the show, of course. Uh, thank you for listening. Enjoy the rest of your Thursday. Uh, as of right now, I don't know if I will have a show tomorrow, but uh, that that's the hope. Either way, you can follow me on Twitter and find out that way. I will keep you posted. All right, have an awesome Thursday. I'll talk to you later.